So many echoes. Hi, everybody. Steve here. Getting ready to take a dab with you. Welcome back to Baked and Awake. I'll put a little music in here for you. Probably from our good friend Auntie Luode for the opening while we have our session together. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And definitely be aware we smoke some weed on the show. We're doing a dab right now. What do I got? Some Loctite from a local, like, legal garden I just picked up at the shop. Um, Loctite strain. Kind of a, I want to say it's from the same people who made Gorilla Glue. Or maybe Loctite's from Red Eye Genetics. I'll check that. I know I actually do know a little bit about weed, even though we don't talk about it as much these days. We talk about a lot weirder stuff than the cannabis landscape a lot of the time, don't we? Uh, This is the 84th episode of the podcast, and the 27th of August 2019 at the time of recording. I'm going to try to get this done and cut and out for you guys today, All all in one day. We'll see how I do. Could have heated that banger up a little bit more. It's looking a little sooty still, but I didn't want to subject you guys to an insane amount of blowtorching. This Loctite is like a little wax, which I like, that consistency. I'm not a big shatter fan. This stuff is messy. and Wax is easy to manage and usually get everything out of a container. You know, all those terp syrups and sugars and stuff are so popular right now, but... I don't know. I don't like to chase my product around the bottom of a container too much, you know what I'm saying? So let's... Let's have this dab together, and then we'll get into the show. my little my one small recirculation or not recirculation but air, you know oscillating not even oscillating it's just a fan what are you saying Steve uh, <laughs> isn't too loud for you guys in the background but it's like 80 degrees in here already so it's staying on we're just gonna manage it um, this is like the second time I'm re-recording this intro for you guys too by the way for the sake of sound quality and it'll still probably be a B plus effort at best when I'm done, but, you know, we're gonna, so this episode, episode 84, marks more or less the precise two-year anniversary of the podcast, closest we're gonna get, okay, happened within the last couple of days, back in 2017, I put the first episodes out, um, two years in, and we publish several times a month, not too frequently, not uh, too infrequently, in my opinion, I just try not to rush what we do, you know, um, we do using the royal we. Sorry. Let's make sure we're recording. But yeah, we're two years in, and I'm still not an expert sound production guy. Nor, just like when I started, am I 
a trained researcher, or a multiple degree holding academic. You know, we're doing our best. There we go, back into the third person. Jesus Christ, Steve. All right, what are we doing today? We're having fun. We're still doing Baked and Awake. We're talking about cannabis, conspiracies, and you, like we've been doing since day one. And what I want to do for everybody today is, especially if you're new coming to the podcast for the first time, or even if you've been listening for any part of the journey up until now, I'm going to share with you folks my top five episodes based on downloads of all time. I've been looking into it in the last few days, getting ready for this episode. I'm just going to remind you guys of the titles of them and the dates they came out, the the briefest of overviews. Uh, these are my most popular episodes, and I'd love to see them continue to grow and do well. And each of these topics is intended as an evergreen type of topic. That is to say, something that should be fun to listen to if you listen to it now or come to it a few years from now as a new listener. Or need to go back to it a couple of years from now because you want to revisit a topic with me. And yeah, and we'll go from there. Then I, I'd like to go from there and share my personal top five with you. So without any further ado, and now that I'm happily dabbed to Dabby Town, and I hope you guys are as well, <laughs> or at least sipping on a little something, uh, let's start with our top five episodes of all time. So back on December 12th of 2018, uh, leading the pack right out of the top, my biggest episode so far with over 3,000 downloads. So here, here you go, listeners. You guys get to find out today a bunch of shit about the podcast in a way that people don't normally share because no, normally podcasters won't tell you this stuff because these numbers are so small. So small. <laughs> it's not even funny. But it's great. 3,379 downloads so far on the Mud Flood Deception and Grand Tartaria, which... Let me tell you, it is not my best episode by any stretch of the imagination. I rambled for 15, 20 minutes before I even started getting into my Tartaria material on that episode, and I've gotten plenty of comments to that effect. So everybody who has slogged through that episode, bless you, thank you, I love you, and uh, please share it anyway, because it's out there. And the the material is there. We get to it. And... Uh, you know, it's my introduction to the mud flood topic on the podcast. So uh, if you haven't listened to it, check it out. The links for all these shows that we talk about today will be in the show notes. Uh, an easy follow-up to that first episode of the top five is the number two spot at 912 downloads, released just a couple of weeks later on the 30th of December, 2018. And that uh, episode is entitled Mud Flood Research Inspiration and Grand Tartaria resources. Now, both those topics, if, if, as I mentioned, both of those episode titles to you, this is still new to you, and that's no problem. Again, you could be new to the podcast, you could have come from a different angle and been listening to different episodes and, and bouncing around, and I've always said that's fine with this show. We're not, it's more of an anthology, right, than a serial I think that would be accurate characterizations of the differences between, you know, those two styles, a serial needing to be sequential in most cases. I put my part ones and part twos together for you. The Mud Flood Mystery is one of the awesomest, craziest notions and mysteries that I've come across in 
my time of, you know, producing this podcast and in my time of consuming mysteries and fringe and alternative history theories, you know, as a, as a, just a adult, a curious adult who clicks around on the web, reads really weird books. It's a story of civilization reset. It's a story of a fall from potentially a incredible state uh, of similar modernity, if not as refined as today in recorded history, intentionally obfuscated and occulted and exoterically erased from the public, you know, our whole minds. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than these two on that level. So that second episode, we get right into the material and I point you at a number of really valuable researchers and websites that you can check out for yourself and look into this amazing theory. I won't call it. Well, it, it is. Yeah, I'll call it a conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy right? We'd, yeah, that's what you call it. So... Yeah, let's not get started on that. Okay, up at number three. February 5th, 2018. A couple months after those last two. At 676 downloads. This is maybe, this is one of my favorite episodes. And this is the Landmark Forum Breakdown. Uh, which is related to the next episode. Might as well group them together. You know, there will only be a few downloads out of order here. I guess I should finish. I should have finished that. What an idiot, Steve. Grand Tartaria and the official record is next. So my two topics in this top five are, so Landmark Forum Breakdown, if you haven't heard of the Landmark Forum. That is an interesting organization that is a pop psychology, self-help, 70s era, you know, to relate it to a modern motivational you know, guru who's not that modern since I'm, you know, a Tony Robbins-esque, but not his style, a, a different school of doing things. Uh, you know, pay-to-play kind of self-help organization, seminars, workshops, okay, uh, gurus with impressive resumes, but you've never really heard of them, you know, they're always alluding to more interesting and, and well-known graduates and, and members of the program there elsewhere, celebrities and the like. But So the Landmark Forum Breakdown, great episode. I went to a Landmark Forum workshop, which is what brought, you know, got me interested in this in the first place, uh, like a weekend-long three-dayer. All right, got introduced to it on somebody's graduation ceremony night. Okay, we talk all about it in the first episode about that topic. So the breakdown was actually like a, a, a part two. Part one was the Landmark Forum is probably not a cult. And that episode, you'll notice it in the same feed a couple of weeks, a couple of days before uh, the breakdown episode. Published it on December 1st, 2018. 
that one 646 downloads. I found it to be an incredibly weird weekend that was full of emotions and manipulation and like today looking back on it and you'll hear it if you go back and listen to the episode definitely by now I look back on it pretty jadedly as you know man what a like creepy way of supposedly helping people but in a lot of ways as I as I indicate by the title they're kind of culting them up and 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 you know isolating them off from the rest of the world either you're in or you're out and if you're in your job there is to bring more people in to help them also receive the enlightenment that the landmark form you know will give you with their curriculum so you know it's it's an interesting interesting group it's one that will remind many people of other groups and as I again alluded to with that title about it probably not being a cult uh, yeah it's got some interesting aspects that are like pseudo-religiosity style so so that's the landmark form two episodes in the top five rounding out the top five though is, is a uh, another Tartaria related episode and this is a topic I've been having too much fun with, obviously. Uh, and this is one called Grand Tartaria in the Official Record. It came out February 13th of this year, 2019. It's at 649 downloads and counting, listens and counting. See, you know, a download doesn't count for a listen. So again, you know, people don't share this stuff because people then know how small you really are, but... This is why when podcasters tell you, and this is all of us, when we tell you that we need your help, when we need your shares, we need your love out there, this is, you know, what we're out here looking at and obsessing over is numbers like this. So it's a fun time. <laughs> Helps you not get your head too big, I'll tell you that right now, at least for me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's the top five by downloads right so that's super fun and we'll go a little quicker moving forward and you can see right there i said those are by numbers globally i want to thank everybody who's listened to those episodes already i am just absolutely staggered when i do see the different countries around the world that people are listening to the podcast in unbelievable whenever i'm looking at that data and I realized that I'm going all over the place further than I've ever traveled myself this one little part of me has made it to your homes or your cars so somewhere and maybe and maybe sometimes you've been sitting with a friend and, and two of you heard at the same time so thank you, and let's keep doing that, because that is super fun. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll move a little faster, and we'll not share the numbers. Okay, I'm going to give you the dates that these come out, and these are my top five, my personal top five episodes that I'd love it, if you haven't checked out yet, to please check out. 
almost everything I share with you, all these topics, I try to share thorough show notes for you. And those show notes, to a large extent, though certainly probably not complete extent, represent uh, not a complete extent. They are the like the highlights of my research, the better sources and materials that I've found that I use directly to create the content you know, of the episode. If you need extra help or extra resources, uh, extra clarity, holler at me. I always say you can email me anytime. The email address is talk to us at bakedandawake.com. And there's the domain, right? Bakedandawake.com. So check out the website directly where you can find all the episodes anytime, no matter what happens with any other platforms, right? That, of course, is important right now these days it's weird i got a message from youtube this week saying that messages is going away in within youtube so people can't send each other messages anymore and uh you know that's like as just a member of youtube in general whether you're posting and creating content or not or uploading content or not they're just taking away messages across the board i don't know if it's getting replaced there's no language to that effect in the notifications that they shared so interesting to see what you know i haven't gotten into like the youtube weirdness too deeply but it's pretty frustrating for a lot of bigger accounts who actually have followings and who formerly were if not monetized uh at least doing well and and growing and feel like they've been you know dealing with it all right the shadow banning the censorship the getting outright you know strikes against their account so accounts plural anyway so uh these top five the next top five i'm going to share with you and that's you know this is going to be most of what we're doing here today so if you're bored of this just you know go peace out go listen to one of the first five i just told you about if you want to read the show notes that i'm going to give you of this episode and go check out these other top five you can jump right to the good stuff that would be just fine right on june of this year one of my favorite topics i want to thank my friend uh stellium seven for sharing this entire topic with me my episode entitled the norb theory or a cosmic loogie and yes a lot of levity in that title but a really to me one of the most fascinating syncretic 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 or syncretic syncretism is where i'm going with that theory of creation theory of the universe you will see flat earth elements there you will see you know warning disclaimer you will see you know things that resemble globe in in terms of the animations and graphics it's it's the norb theory is a youtube presentation by uh, a fellow who has a, a youtube channel called like norb's world i think and all the show notes are there for that episode so i'm not going to worry about stumbling over it now um you guys can get right to him by uh checking that episode out directly and uh it's really beautifully put together with beautiful music uh a clear explanation that is paired with computer animations of the whole concept there's short versions and long versions of it too so you can like take it at different chunks 
fun episode, amazing episode, one of my favorites. And it's doing okay, but I'd like to continue to see that episode be looked at and checked out because I, I know I was taken by surprise and uh, taken with the novelness of it. And I love, like, theology, philosophy, ancient history, uh, all the creation myths and... I love pondering over that stuff and pondering over sacred geometry and all the documentaries that have been done around that and cymatics and all of it that gets tied in together again in that syncretic worldview. Uh, the Norb Theory is one of the funnest like runs at that that I've ever seen. So please check that one out. So I have a really weird and ugly doobie in front of me too that I'm going to smoke at some point but not right this second but I am holding it now now it's in my hands getting closer so this next episode came out on March 12th of this year 2019 this episode's doing quite well and I hope it continues to do well because I'm going to be going back in on this topic again very soon because there's more to do on it uh, and that is the analysis and assessment of gateway process, a CIA report. Uh, I became aware of a cool, cool, a very interesting, but, you know, as interesting as it is, you have to understand the source, is in fact a .gov domain administered by presumably the CIA called the CIA Reading Room. You know, it is the CIA, right, um, directly. And so this is their declassified, right, documents hub that are in the public domain that I became aware of from fellow YouTuber SMQAI. Uh, SMQAI is probably best known for his uh, research and shows about the Mandela effect. Okay, so uh, again, really out there, wild, interesting stuff for a lot of people. And, you know, I can't confess to being super heavily Mandela affected in the ways that a lot of folks who really, you know, have looked into that, whatever we want to call it, right? Uh, phenomenon, right? Um, but a, a bunch of the original mandalas, the Berenstain, Berenstein uh, kind of thing, Oscar Mayer, Oscar Mayer, you know, Wiener, all these kind of interesting pop cultural mandala effects, obviously the, the, the namesake, the Nelson Mandela effect, uh, named for the disparity between, you know, perceived dates of death and many people seeming to have a recollection of Nelson Mandela passing away, I believe, in jail where he had spent much of his adult life right there in South Africa. And I confess to having been confused on that one myself. And I'm old enough to have been old enough to remember when it all went down. So uh, SMQAI, great channel, great guy, super interesting. He's on Instagram under that same name. And again, he'll be in the show notes. Don't worry about it when you go to that episode. Okay, analysis and assessment of gateway process. The gateway process from the Monroe Institute is a 
like private sector research institute that was contracting with American intelligence and the US government and helped like they developed a program of meditation hypnotic suggestion lucid dreaming astral travel remote viewing so yeah obviously we're going through the, the whole suite of you know psycho ESP extrasensory telepathy you name it all of it through induced methods based on like meditation hypnosis binaural uh, beats and repetitive you know suggestions all sorts of and obviously a lot of intentional you know work you know uh, willful work on the part of the subject to work with that input to achieve a state right it's not like they were like uh, I mean I don't know that they weren't in some cases somebody wasn't somewhere who knows what kind of weird stuff has ever happened but uh, no we're not saying their subjects were strapped to a bed and made to do any of this these were voluntary subjects who were either intelligence or you know some other paid or volunteer subjects but i think a lot of them were government people at the at especially at the outset okay um and especially excuse me with the with the lisp there hot on the mic so yeah you get the gist and the report is actually a report that uh, we read in full that particular doc. It's not that long. I also make it available if you don't want to, you know, listen to it audibly and you want to read it yourself with your own eyes. I point you at the doc where you can get it at cia.gov in the show notes for that episode. So definitely check that one out because um, there's a whole another series of docs about it because they didn't stop with what they did with this project from what we can tell from what they what they're telling us next up however i'm going to tell you about the next episode right after i do perform that routine audio check so we're at like about the 30 minute mark by the looks of things and we're still rolling so i'm going to give you guys a little bit more music in post anybody hanging out in the discord right now is listening to raw audio and i might as well tell you that's what's amazing is i have some friends hanging out in the discord at the baked and awake discord uh right now at least one terry forming you talking about you bud thank you so much for all your consulting this morning and for your shares on instagram please follow terry forming you on instagram i'm going to put his link in the show notes for this episode along with several other people that we're going to thank and say hi to here before we're through today so I'll give you guys some chill sounds. Get reloaded. Go take a bathroom break. Mow the lawn. I don't care what you do. I have no control over what you're doing with me right now. I hope you're listening to me at 1.5x if I'm rambling and taking too long because not trying to waste anybody's time. We're trying to have fun together. And I'll be right back after I decide if this was any good or not. And we'll take her in. BRB.
and we're back. I hope you're all refreshed and ready to continue. I think we left off with me needing to light this joint, but we left off with the gateway process. The next episode up for discussion came out in April of this year, April 10th of 2019. An episode I worked on, we did a two-parter on this topic as well. And this is another, as a matter of fact, CIA reading room doc. Once you get there, it's like a candy store. I mean, there's docs there about all kinds of stuff. Uh, you need to check it out yourself. You know, tell me what you think. Is it just a disinfo mouthpiece for the CIA? Probably. Um you still have redactions and stuff like that in these docs in a lot of cases as well. But for National Cultural Development Under Communism, which is the title of that episode, my good friend Christops Andresens from Latvia, an amazing history podcast creator of the podcast The Eastern Border, uh, came through, visited with me, and we discussed National cultural development under communism document in detail Christops read it in full Latvia if you're not familiar is one of the Baltic states that is directly adjacent to the territory that is Russia today and I believe was formerly part of the USSR when it was intact and at its height uh, they're an independent state these days and have been ever since the fall of the Soviet Union. Kristaps does a great podcast about Cold War era Russia that you should check out. Um, and he has wide ranging topics that bring us up to the present day. Continues to make that podcast right now and the eastern border is better than ever. So I affectionately refer to that doc as NatCulDev Uncom, and I hope that everybody who listens to the episode and shares it in the future will also come to enjoy that little nomenclature for that particular doc. Check it out. It's a really interesting topic, and the reason why I like it so much is because there's a Grand Tartaria connection to it. So... Grand Tartaria being the underlying mystery of the mud flood topic mentioned above. So CIA reading room is wild, y'all. And we're going back for more new and original stuff, but we're also going back to pick up the gateway process further because there's more to uncover there. Uh, but moving on, because we got to move on. we got... Oh, man, a great episode. Another two-parter. This is part one of the two-parter that I'll put on your radar here. And so this is for my, uh, you know, sort of armchair philosophers and students of the comparative religion, Western religion, um, things that, you know, verge on, like fanaticism or things that you know, are hard to understand uh, from the outside and that look a little 
let's say, we'll face it, a little culty from the outside. Um, I have a two-part episode on this topic, and part one is called The Discussion of Mars Hill Church, Part 1. Came out December 28th of 2017, so this is a year one episode from when I was just a few months into the podcast. I was joined by two good friends of mine, members of the local Northwest mountain bike community, my friend Adam, my friend Douglas, um, guys who uh, I've known for years and both of whom were at one point members of the Mars Hill Church congregation. I, I want to say we would call Mars Hill like a modern evangelical um, style of megachurch, right? Not unlike the Joel Osteen River of Life, also from, I believe he started up here in the Pacific Northwest. And there, you know, he's in a few different places now, obviously. But um, did he really start here? I, I know he's from up here. And did I mix him up with Casey Treat, the Pacific Northwest, like, megachurchy guy? Uh, seen him out and about in the restaurants a couple times over the years like in a restaurant that I worked at one time back in my table waiting years and stuff so uh, good times but both my friends came through and talked to me in detail about their experiences with Mars Hill which was a church that was made famous for its like compelling charismatic pastor head pastor and uh it's one of the most compelling stories of a bold, fashionable face of Christianity who amassed like a very passionate uh, base around him that grew to this this type of new style of church uh, at that time, especially. Mars Hill's pastor, Pastor Mark Driscoll, was, you know, very charismatic and very polarizing. Wrote a couple of best-selling books. Had some scandals. Scandals like, you know, trouble in within the church organization. Troubles with interactions with certain uh, members of the congregation, especially those who were close to him in the in the church's leadership or part of the organization. At the time that it went down, it was widely publicized within a short time. It was very interesting and very rough for a lot of people. The church went from thriving to slowly losing a lot of its membership. Uh, and, you know, amidst disillusioning kind of circumstances for everybody involved. So today that church has pretty much disbanded and dissolved, rebranded, and scattered to the four winds in any recognizable form. Mark Driscoll is still a pastor. He's somewhere else in the North America right now, I believe, still doing his thing. So this isn't somebody who's, you know, dead or gone or not still being some version of himself out there. Hopefully, uh, like all of us, he's, you know, on a journey that progresses himself and his character in life. Uh, I won't belabor all the details of the Mars Hill saga because we did it in the Mars Hill episodes one and two. And uh, my friends who came and spent that time with me were amazing to 
spend that time with me and open up and you know we recorded that right here in the studio together in the in the house and yeah i would love for that episode to be heard by more people all the time because it's cautionary and i think it's still hopeful believe it or not you know and that's a topic that again we could absolutely revisit because it's a good one and yeah and i think it qualifies as a mystery because this this stuff happens every day over and over again who is it who's uh is it baker jim baker who like went to jail and is back on tv today still being an evangelical preacher today i mean that's a guy who got convicted of rape once upon a time in a generation that so many of the prob the probable people listening to the podcast was like in their grandparents generation and this guy's still out there preaching to thousands today maybe not the crowds he commanded in the 80s in the original era of the 700 club style mega churches but he's not the only one but i mean we don't just sit around and bash religion around here we're super interested in spirituality as you know i don't, I don't know what we're doing but we're interested in it we're into it so oh, we got one more episode though that i want to share with you all that I'm absolutely in love with and that is newer so it hasn't had the chance to like hit the top five remotely yet and I hope it has the legs to do so um, this is a topic that for whatever reason no matter how long I've been studying history how long I've been studying any of these really like especially the mud flood and Tartaria stuff which brings up topics like a, a hidden 1,000 years or added 1,000 years in the calendar supposedly added by the Vatican in a nefarious plot to remove certain dynasties further back in history and lay claim to sites and accomplishments for their own cultures, etc. Stuff that's, you know, either, either you're feeling it or you're just absolutely not buying it at all and don't have time for it. But I assume if you are one of those you're probably not hanging out with me here anyway and certainly haven't made it this far into the episode so uh, this is a real historical topic that is not you know not to say that any of the other stuff that we talk about isn't real it's this is a topic that's like straight history that's like academically this is a matter of debate it's a matter of some people have built their whole careers on this and uh came out with it just in july all right july 31st of this year this episode is called intro to the general crisis of the 17th century so this is a whole period of time that maps pretty closely to the setup period for what a lot of folks who are researchers into mud flood and grand tartaria are looking at as time when some of that civilization resetting actually occurred cataclysms bad weather wars etc all of which occurred heavily in the 18th century and 19th century as well but interestingly when you look at the 17th century you have an amazing combination of those very things that i just mentioned bad weather in the form of the beginning of a profound cold snap that lasted over 200 years called the little ice age that greatly resembled in a lot of ways the great ice ages of the past we're talking glaciers marching back down out of mountain passes and blocking entire populations off from one another we're talking that to that extent that 
supposedly, Greenland was more or less walled off for over a hundred years or more. Walled off by the glaciers on the eastern side. And none of the traders who had been formerly visiting them from Europe, Britain, the uh, Ireland, anywhere over there, were making it over there. They, those people lost contact with each other for generations. Understandably, maps changed during that time. There was plague. There was famine due to lost crops. Long, miserable, and terminal winters gave way to limp, sad, unproductive summers. There was talk of a, I think they call it the Maunder Minimum. It was like a grand solar minimum cycle that was at its low point at that time. Fewer solar flares, I think, were recorded. Or was it more? What was interesting to me about researching that was, how are you sitting there counting solar flares in the 17th century? I want to know. I'm asking again. I asked it during the episode, and I'm asking it again. What kind of telescope did you have? Who did you have chained to that telescope in the 1600s? Okay, let's not forget 17th century is 1600s. Counting solar flares and sunspots back then. What kind of Galilean binoculars were you working with? Yeah, anyway, good times. General crisis of the 17th century is a matter of debate as to the extent of the uh, effects of the plagues that I just mentioned, the revolts and wars that were immediately triggered or rather quickly triggered by the famine that the people were experiencing that was in no way being relieved by their rich ruling class who did have some stores of food and provisions and resources because naturally that was the currency of the time and that was what kings and royalty did and had and if they didn't did it and didn't have it they went out and got it from who their loyal subjects at the end of a sword in a lot of cases they didn't have to get it at the end of the sword because it had been long entrained in the population that they were giving up their tithe of their harvest to the church or to the local lord or lady a lot was going on in the 1600s including interestingly a changeover in power from that landed gentry to prince level and king level central authority at the same time that there was a rising for the first time merchant class who were responsible for the generation of a new kind of wealth that being a currency based mercantile based production based wealth manufacturing and commerce began to set the stage for what is the modern business world? What do we have today? A world where it's hard to know sometimes where government ends and big business begins and who sort of is driving who in interactions that affect us all, right? To put it like super stupidly delicately for no reason. Uh, the general crisis, amazing topic. I only became aware of it really recently. feel like the very historians who I found talking about it on YouTube, for example, to start with. Again, a lot of show notes on that episode, and it wasn't all just YouTube, but of course, I mean, I got a lot of this stuff right from the web, and a lot of that does live on YouTube still. So, uh, and this is where I saw several awesome uh, short documentaries about this amazing topic. Real academics debate the scope of it, the uh, interconnectedness of the events that took place. Obviously, you're not going to hear a lot of conspiratorial narrative woven into the traditional account of what went on. Everything's a giant coincidence, as we know. 
check out this giant coincidence. The general crisis is wild. And I do have a two, a second part to this. That's like a part one is intro to general crisis. And, and there's a part two. So uh, amazing topic. The, the, as I said, the researchers who I did find talking about it, a couple of them observed that, you know, I didn't really know that much about this until recently. And it had come up and what do you know, this was a wild time. And then they go on to tell you about what a wild time it was. And it was nuts. For those of you who do like that mud flood and Tartaria content, I'm looking at the general crisis as like the setup generation to possibly, you know, maybe some of the start off of it, of events. I mean, we're talking volcanoes, we're talking earthquakes, we're talking dust storms that blocked out the sun from the fallout from the volcanoes, all of that in the 17th. Populations being lost, major, major minorities of populations just as I characterized in the reading of, of the, uh, the documents that I have, the supporting documents on it, the PDFs that I used for the, uh, for the episode itself, decimation is far short of what occurred to many populations that were affected by these plagues, by these wars, wars that in some cases lasted 30 years. The 30 years war really was a 30 years war, unlike other famous wars like the 100 years war that was not 100 years or near it. That's that's the top five. That's my favorite five that aren't leading the pack in downloads yet. The Norb Theory, the Gateway Process, Nat Kuldev on Com, Mars Hill Church, and the General Crisis of the 17th. A lot of material there in every single one of those. So, and I thank you if you've listened remotely this long to this little episode. As I expressed earlier, if you pieced out a while ago and are off listening to any one of these episodes, then bless you. The Everything worked out perfect. We total success right for those of you who are still hanging out with me we're gonna puff no more dabs right now we're gonna puff one though this ugly joint that i've just been holding this whole time that doesn't have a crutch and it's gonna make a mess at the end and i'm gonna thank a couple of you for being here I already thanked terry forming you who's gonna be in the show notes today for sure for hanging out with me in the discord and boosting me on instagram like a pro like a boss love that and that's what i want to talk to you guys about as we as we spark up together is simple ways you can support the show if you like the podcast most of them are free don't even worry about it just like the podcast is free and like it's going to stay free we don't put it behind a weird Patreon. Patreon exists. I don't know how I even feel about, you know, their middlemanning and grifting off everybody's patrons or about how they want you to create like that Patreon specific fancy content. It's like I don't like I don't like to do that. That's not exactly I haven't seen the value proposition for me or for the audience yet there. So you can support me a bunch of different ways. But first and foremost, most easily is subscribe if you haven't already on whether it's Apple Podcasts or whatever client you're using, please drop a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be cool. I'd love it if you subscribed on YouTube. Both matter. Uh, the connection to the audience over on YouTube and the potential for like generating video content, a bit of which I have done already, does make YouTube really fun for me because people actually do comment on your stuff on YouTube. Good, bad, or indifferent. So, and I don't get a lot of that feedback anywhere else. Like, there's comment forms almost everywhere. There's a comment form on Baked and Awake. Never get an email there. <laughs> there's a there's a comment form on Libsyn's hosted page for Baked and Awake. Never get any comments there. If people are commenting on my stuff, like out in far flung weird places, like 
uh, SoundCloud or anywhere else, which isn't always fully up to date because SoundCloud, like you have to pay to have your full catalog up on there. But any of the others, the Spreakers and etc. I'm not really checking those guys. You know, uh, I'm looking at Apple Podcasts and looking for reviews there. Thank you, Steve Sanders, public figure for my most recent new review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, brother. Needed that. Haven't had a new podcast review in Apple in too long. So love that. It was a five star. Got me right there. But yeah, I mean, don't just leave five stars. Write a few words, which Steve did, uh, about how the podcast makes you feel. Those reviews and those new subs show people the audience is growing. People love to like feel the approval that they're part of a little audience, right? And but they don't want that audience to be 25 people. We're growing. We're like tracking in on 500. You know, we're at like 471 right now on YouTube. And I don't know, you know, you don't get like a raw download subscribers number for any other real service besides like YouTube. So at least I don't. That's track. But that stuff is big. It's free. It takes just a moment. I don't know exactly how all that stuff helps, but that's the rumor. It's got to help, right? Another way to help, though, much more for real that I know will work is just share the podcast with somebody. Point your phone at them and go, you see this podcast here? This is not bad. You can listen to it too. It's free. It's called Baked and Wake. Share it with friends, family, strangers at the bus stop. That might actually work because sometimes I take strangers' advice over my own family and friends. I don't know about you. But that's just, that is, that's how we really grow the community. Because if you take the time yourself to share this with somebody, maybe they ignore us. Maybe they're not into podcasts. But maybe they're one of those people who has been waiting for their first podcast to come along that they were going to finally dive in and try out. I don't know. Maybe you have a friend or a family member who listens to audiobooks but doesn't do podcasts yet. Although I probably shouldn't be the first podcast they ever get introduced to. There's probably better ones. Anyway, shut up, Steve. <laughs> uh, you can purchase some of the podcast merch. Yeah, we got merch, believe it or not. Uh, you can get at it from my own website. You don't need to remember, and I don't need to remember the Public link, but it'll be in the show notes. I always say the show notes. Check out the show notes, please. I actually work on them. A lot of podcasts don't even hardly give you any show notes. I mean, I feel like I'm working on them hard for you. You tell me how good they are. But podcast merch, this is not for the couple of bucks I get for it, okay? It's coming from some either bot shop or sweatshop somewhere, I'm sure, from Public. I don't know. I don't mean to smear those guys. I don't know. Who's making my t-shirts? Really? Like, being real about it. But, you know, I might get a couple bucks if you buy a t-shirt or a mug or some stickers or any of the stuff that's available there. Which, there is some really cool stuff. I got I got a baked and wake phone case. I don't know of anybody who's an ardent enough diehard fan that they want to rock a phone case besides me. But I ordered my own phone case. That's right, I did. And I use it there on Public. I'd love it if you bought a t-shirt sometime. You wear that t-shirt. Do you want to know that... I'll tell you this, the shortest little story, a t-shirt pretty much got me to go from just listening to podcasts to making a podcast, finally. I saw a t-shirt for the Maury Island incident coming out of the DMV one day going in to buy tabs for a vehicle, and I'm letting my joint go out as I tell you this story, and somebody was wearing this t-shirt that just said the Maury Island incident. It wasn't for a podcast. It wasn't, you know, a, it was a, it was a just, yeah, so it wasn't for a podcast. It was just about Maury Island, which, for those of you who don't know, Pacific Northwest Mystery, one of the first sightings of UFOs that was re- heavily documented, also one of the first sightings of MIBs that was documented, all kinds of fun tie-ins to other UFO sightings here in the Pacific Northwest, and it went down right off the coast of Seattle here to a spot that I've been to on several occasions, 
Maury Vashon Island. So really cool mystery, and yes, I did an episode about it. So there's an honorable mention episode that I'll have to add to the show notes for you, my episode on the Maury Island incident, which was way back at the very beginning of the podcast. So probably sounds even worse than whatever you're listening to now from me. Apologies. <laughs> uh, but it's a great mystery. Great, great mystery. Really cool one. I haven't done a lot more UFO stuff since that one. But uh, so to wrap up, you know, yes, you can, of course, also by going to bakedandawake.com, find a support page, and that has a PayPal donation button if you want to skip the Patreon rigmarole that we were just talking about. Because like I said, I have a Patreon page, but I don't have a lot of activity on that there. I have a couple of patrons in name, but I don't charge anybody for any of my content on there, nor do I produce any content there. So it's like nobody gets anything because I have it orchestrated in a way that you'd only get something, you'd only pay something if I produced. It's so weird on Patreon. Fuck it. I'm not even trying to deal with it, you guys. Uh, Anyway, so thank you to Derek and uh, Nick, my two direct PayPal sponsors, friends, listeners, and patrons. I mean, they are patrons in a true sense, not Patreon patrons. They're legit patrons. They help keep this podcast going. My beautiful and supporting wife, Nicole, helps keep this podcast going. And here I am talking about cannabis and fucking Maury Island and the Little Ice Age, like somebody asked me to do this which they didn't and my wife who's a literal living paragon of a functional like powerful contributing member of society an amazing mom a friend to so many math teacher not even teaching one of the most important languages in the world the language of mathematics to high school students so you know she's either a masochist or a saint or combination of both but she tolerates this she tolerates what i do she's down there now keeping my kids quiet so i can record for you i love you babe i love you guys who are listening while that team effort is happening on this end to make it happen i also love the community the whole audience like i've been talking about a community i've shared before and recently you know especially as i step away from conventional social media stuff like facebook which i've pretty much left at this point in time don't message me on Facebook. I'm not checking that shit. I'm really not. Email me. Talk to us at bakedandawake.com because I'm not getting. You're not getting at me through Facebook. Follow me on Instagram for now. We'll see how long we stay there. But a community I've shared that's really invaluable. People who are super supportive of the podcast. People who have been sharing the podcast, like I, like I ask, and and literally contributing ideas and whole topics to the podcast stellium seven is a guy who uh, i met online through the zertus tartary discord server uh discord is a cool like third party third party whatever it's like a web client chat app all right gamers use it a lot to do like audio streams and have chat lobbies while they're gaming and i think they can like link their twitch accounts to it and and stuff like that and you can have a lot of text you know, chat rooms that are like your own little sandbox. Uh, I've created one for Baked and Awake. I shared the link for it on Instagram today. It's at baked underscore and underscore awake. If you're not following me already on Instagram, please do. You know, I'm knocking social media, but I'm still hanging in on Instagram because it's, it's too fun still. But we take issue. We take issue <laughs> with many things uh, over there. So it could, it could, you know, go sideways at any time over there, uh, which is why I like Discord. Because in addition to the 
chat rooms that you can create, there are voice chats. And so you, you can actually sit and talk to people on your headset and stuff and on your mic, on your mobile or on your you know desktop PC. So it's a really cool community. The Zertus, which is X-I-R-T-U-S, Tartary community is kind of about that. Started originally uh, around a nucleus of interest around the mud flood and Grand Tartaria mystery. And uh, this is a sort of a creation and a community administrated by Andreas Exertus, great YouTuber, makes awesome videos that connect dots in such a wild and eye-opening way that it's like a little bit of psychology, a lot of historical context, and definitely some, you know, speculation and wondering and, you know, an open discussion of things. But uh, the content of his that I found first was centered on Grand Tartaria. He created a Discord community around that called Xertus Tartary, Exertus Tartary. And uh, I, I have shared the link in the past in the show notes. I'll be putting one in today as well for you guys. So you can join that community and instantly be, become, uh, you know, part of a community that has a lot of shares that have already taken place there. there. There's a couple hundred people in that community. Last I checked, maybe there's more than 300 by now. So it's Facebook group kind of scale, you know, or for, you know, for smaller groups. I know some Facebook groups are like millions. If you're in like the Weber barbecue group or some shit like that, it's probably pretty fucking big, right? But uh, <laughs> this community is amazing. They're really positive. They're respectful. They're incredibly creative and imaginative. And a lot of them are really strong researchers. Several of them are fellow YouTube creators and podcasters and uh, writers. So just a great community and one that you know I go to these days for inspiration and for refreshment and for a lot of what I used to get uh, in terms of fun interactions that might have otherwise taken place on a Facebook or something like that I, I'm really digging discord and we're using that more today with using discord a little bit more today doing the chat uh, live while we're recording the raw audio for this episode I'll leave the link for you join us there come for the mud flood stay for the esoterica Another thank you or two I'd like to just make super briefly and in, in no particular order of like rankings are a few podcasters who, you know, again, been doing this for two years, been listening to a lot of podcasts over those last couple of years and been supported by a lot of podcasts over those last couple of years. And foremost amongst those who I absolutely look to for inspiration, support, guidance like mentorship literally these are people who have gotten help from everything from ideas for the podcast feedback on how the content was or came out based on me asking for it directly or you know in posts saying please go listen to my podcast and pity listen and tell me how it was <laughs> um, uh, like sound editing these are people who have come over to my house and given me microphones for my show like these are people who are amazing and have helped make the podcast what it is. Uh, Bones from the Bones and Tubbs podcast. Chris Stops from the Eastern Border. Kenrick Regan and John Horsley from Spoiler Country. My friend Mike Peacock of Misery Point Radio. Eli Sirota, creator of the not-so-crazy podcast of Blizzard, The Wizard, and Eli. And there's a lot more. There really are. But everybody I mentioned right there produces amazing work. Very different stuff from mine. I'm going to give you the 
links to each and every one of them in the show notes. And I hope you'll check them, one or two of them out, at the very least. All right, you guys, it's late. I had to take a big old break. I lost the last few minutes of the podcast a couple times in a row here. And I'm looking at it, and we're at an hour anyway. So, I'm going to spare you what was going to be a fun little teaser for some upcoming episodes soon to come down the pipe here on the podcast, but I trust you, you trust me. Follow me on Instagram, maybe I'll post a little bit about some of them there, alright? There's a lot more people I could have thanked today, I could have thanked Terry and Shade from Damaged Goods Network, I could have thanked so many members of the Podcast Builders League Facebook group that I don't really frequent anymore, who are ardent and amazing supporters and followers of the podcast, so many other people who have emailed me with topics and wonderful information. Suffice to say, as I said once before, you guys really make the show better all the time, and I'm going to keep trying to do better for you all the time. Keep letting me know what you want to hear about on the show and look forward to continuing to see those topics come up and be looked at by us together here on Baked and Wake. Listen to some chill tunes from our friend Auntie Bode, who has provided royalty-free so many sounds for the podcast up to this point in time and look forward to new musical elements that hopefully will be woven into the podcast signature sound from friends from near and far very very soon that I can't wait to share more with you about as well until we can do that until we can talk about more of these wonderful topics that we all love so much I will just ask you to do what you always do be good to each other Smoke some anything. And do shit anyway. <laughs>